Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. For the curious, I'm, yes, still stuck here because I learned some very troubling things. And then I got some troubling information when I called this out. So today's update will pretty much begin and end with me giving you where level setting where I'm at. And then I'm going to talk about a situation I saw on social media. First, myself here. So here's what happened. I buy the car. If you haven't been following, welcome, by the way, if you're new. I bought the car. Okay, the car is here. I've been driving the car. All of a sudden, I'm about to go down to get it traded in. I get a check engine light. This is after doing a full tune-up with this guy that I gave a shot. I did an episode on him, the older mechanic. Get a uh, check engine light completely out of the blue. Did not expect this business. Take it back home. I don't see anything wrong, but I do. I'm concerned. So I get another technician. He comes out. Took him a while, but he figures out that the Catalytic converters having issues. If you don't know cars, don't worry about it. The catalytic converter has been forced upon people in a fuel world in an attempt to try to minimize emissions. So it is, I wouldn't call it the heart and soul of the car. However, it's actually optional, but you're not legally allowed to remove it. So it must be imposed on every gasoline vehicle and hybrid that uses gasoline. And what it essentially does in simple terms is it takes your fuel, your air mixture, so it needs to have a certain rich mixture up to a point, and there's a balance. There's sensors that test whether something's out of balance. And if it's out of balance, it means that this catalytic converter is not very happy. It's nothing more than a glorified filter at the end of the day. However, it's very expensive because it's welded into the line. To the tune of somewhere between $1,000 and $2,000, depending on the car, to get this thing replaced, It's probably one of the most expensive things outside the engine block you can think of. So when that goes bad, your car is almost a total loss. Now, in my situation, it's not to the degree that it's a total loss from what I can tell. And I knew it was something similar because I've done auto work before when I was in my 20s, when I actually had the energy to do it. And I could sense that the idle was wrong. So I knew something was wrong. Didn't know what. When the second technician tells me cat converter, okay, that's a concern. Now, I've done a cat converter cleaner. Seems like it's in a good spot, but I still want to trade the car in because there's a different vehicle I want to get with different features because I realize it's lacking, horribly lacking. It's probably okay for somebody, some kid who just graduated high school, right? It's perfect for that, you know, really not expensive. You know, you can get one for like 12, 15 grand, but it doesn't have the features I want. So I was going to trade it on something else when this happened. I was actually en route to the dealer. Then I realized, you know what? I can't really do that because although I have the title in hand, the problem is that I bought the car, the the car, the dealer, the seller is in a different state. So the title I have, quote unquote, is from the other state. I need to get a title in my name. To do this, I have to get it registered first. 
So I have to go to the DMV tomorrow morning, which really pisses me off because I'm sure nobody out there likes going to the DMV and they don't have sufficient information. And my concern is they'll try to force me to do a VIN verification, try to force it to do a smog and the smog ain't gonna pass. That's my guess. I don't know. Since it's the first time registration in the state, the hope is that they'll let it slide, but this is freaking Nevada. So I'm not happy because I have a fear. I'm going to go down. This has happened before. I go down there. I've printed everything from the site that I was told to bring and do. And there's going to be something where it's not on the site telling me I needed to do that. And then they're going to say, yep, you got to do that. And I got to do another appointment, which means I'll be stuck here even longer. Worse, I have to drive all the way down into Vegas proper, which is a very long drive for me, which just makes the situation worse. That's what I'm having to deal with. So I'm still stuck here. I just paid the rent for the new place. I'm hesitating on the old place because these are jokers. However, I'm probably going to have to pay that too. Meanwhile, the vast majority of my stuff is in storage, so I can't really do video updates like I'd like to. And I just, I was going to do something on the recording side, realize all my headphones are in storage as well. So I can't do anything there. And secondary, I've got nonsense and chaos going on with my second endeavor. To the point, I was thinking of telling them, you know, here's the ultimatum. I'm going to drop this if you don't change course and get this guy out of my face. That's how that's going. The first one's fine. The second one's kind of a thing. So all of this domino effect triggered because that first vendor screwed the pooch. So now I got to play catch up. Given that, that's what I'm dealing with. Given that, I'm going to go ahead and talk about something a little bit more fun. It came up on social media. I thought I would bring it to attention because I thought it was the irony was not lost on me at least. I want to tell the story and it may not affect you. And you're going to be like, geez, this is, this is really what people are dealing with. It's more for entertainment value. So don't take it too serious. I wanted just to share the story to entertain nothing else. There is an actor. He's not very well known in my opinion. I didn't know who he was, but there's an actor who was on social media and I was watching some of his back and forth and I like his insight. He's a very intelligent guy and um, he's a little bit on the, I wouldn't say right, but he does lean somewhat right in some of his messaging. What was happening was, you know, Joe Biden, he goes up on the air and he talks about, yeah, our, our economy is doing great and unemployment is down deep, deep. And of course, the regular person like yourself and myself we feel that the damage is a lot worse than what the government's presented to be. We see it, I've talked about it, in the price of a pack of bacon being over 10 bucks when it wasn't that. And I gave an example on social media about the using McDonald's, right? McDonald's, there was a time, just in 2019, where you could get two hash browns for a dollar and a large black coffee for a dollar, right? <laughs> we ain't in that era anymore. It was $7. I just went down there the other day. So clearly the economy is not in a good spot. Inflation's still out of control, rampantly out of control, not looking like it's going to get any better. Gas prices are still over four bucks a gallon. I would remind people that under the Trump administration, we were down to about $1.20 a gallon-ish. I don't think it should be that low, but I also question being over $4. I actually took, I believe it was $40 even, to fill this car up. Now, mind you, this car is... It's a, it's not a big car, so I was surprised it took all $40 and still wasn't, you know, topped off. That was surprising because I had a quarter of a tank left. So now I knew, all right, we we in a different era here, and I don't have my hybrid like I used to. So this actor, he will make comments every time Joe Biden will say something or something else happens over here. And apparently there was, he was kind of spilling the tea, as they say, about actors and the Screen Guild and all these where 
when they're shooting, and this wasn't widely talked about because the media hides all this, but apparently when they're shooting as an actor, they were told, while we're shooting, take the mask off. And then when we're on, you know, cut, then put the mask back on. And his point was, well, is it that the, you know, virus stops spreading when we're on air and we're recording? No. That's why he knew in his mind, he quoting what he said, he knew that the masks were just a sham. And it wasn't legitimately doing anything. It was just for show. They were doing it because they were told to. And it is true that in many cities and states, they were told to enforce mask mandates. I saw this in many different places. So he's going back and forth. And apparently there was somebody else, some other actor that was invited on to uh, Rusty Rockets. Rusty Rockets, Russell Brand, if you didn't know that. Podcast. He has a podcast and he is he's doesn't really lean anything. He's kind of in his own world. And, but it's this, it's kind of like Joe Rogan of the, you know, neutral chat site. He's, but the people he invites are very particular, very specific to his show. And I don't know what the criteria is, just like with Joe Rogan, but this actor was saying, quote, maybe I'm just not important enough to be invited onto, you know, Russell Brand's podcast. Now, I noticed a pattern with a lot of different people. This actor does not have a blue check mark. So, I can't use that as an excuse. But what I do know is that when you have a certain number of followers or greater, it seems like you shift your gear to where you deprioritize other people. You know, they're not as important. If they don't have as many holders or close to as many holders as you have, you don't regard them. You don't even acknowledge their presence. So I found it ironic that this actor would then complain that this apparently does not have the platform to go on Russell Brand, who has significantly more followers than he does. This, this, this hierarchy, this caste-based system all around follower accounts, which on CryptoTalkRadio.net, our sister podcast, I've made the statement, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. None of that means anything except to people who have this complex, this narcissism complex that the follower account gives you a level of importance that you can use to broadcast and then single people out to the point just to be clear, if I wanted to, I could have hundreds of thousands of followers myself. It wouldn't be that hard. It's actually very easy. I ethically don't do it because, again, what is that saying? It's saying that I care more about the quantity of followers rather than the quality of followers. Now, certain people's follower accounts are legitimate. I would argue that Floyd Mayweather's follower account is legitimate. I would argue that The Rock's follower accounts are legitimate. I would argue that for the most part, unfortunately, Barack Obama's follower accounts are legitimate. I would argue, unfortunately, that Donald Trump's follower accounts even now are legitimate. I would argue that there are people who legitimately have significantly large follower accounts. And they're not, these are people that truly do want to follow it. Now, the vast majority of them probably don't care. They just follow simply because they were told to, simply because they saw something, simply because there was a photo that they liked of some kid or some cat or some dog or something else. I would argue that very, very, very few people actually do engage because they realize. And I think it's just, it's like going back to the matrix, the movie. If you look at it, very few of these high follower, high sub accounts, they won't even acknowledge you. You're following them, but they don't acknowledge you, the lowly person. Now, if you were walking somewhere and you happen to see this person out and about they would acknowledge you because you can stop them and ask them a question. And they would probably acknowledge you like The Rock. For example, when he was coming up in the WWE, 
previously WWF, but WWE, when he was coming up, he would absolutely sign autographs. He would actually do shows and signings and all that kind of stuff. And you had a better chance of getting a response from him at some of those events than you ever did on his social media platform. Let's take John Cena. Same thing. John Cena, he was the, the wish make a wish program. He was one of the top to do make a wish programs. John Cena would absolutely stop and shake your hand. John Cena would absolutely stop and talk to you. John Cena was happy to interact with people. He gets on social media and all of a sudden you're just a number. So my point is that this actor getting all up, all in a tizzy because Russell Brand does not want to have him on the show, presumably because I have no evidence, but presumably because this actor's follower count is a fraction of Russell Brand's. Then I find it ironic because that same actor completely dismisses people who have less follower counts than him. So, and what's worse is that this particular actor doesn't seem to recognize his own hypocrisy. He's complaining that he's being excluded because he doesn't fit in the cast of people who have a significant follower account while turning around and acting the same dismissive to other people. It's, it's shocking to me that people don't realize how, how they're so much in a bubble, their own mentality. They'll get offended by something that they themselves are doing and don't recognize how that works. In mine, I dumbed it down to a binary science. You make a choice, choice A, choice B, which is it going to be? And I get people who don't want to make that choice. You don't have the choice. I'm only giving you choice A and B because choice is power. And I control the choices in my situation. I don't have any emotional connection to A or B. You just need to make a choice. Other people get frustrated when I force that situation because it takes away power from them. I don't want to take away power from you, but you seem inept and not capable of making your own decision. Thus, I must force it because we must move forward. This is what I deal with in my second endeavor. You have people who just have a complex that think all their stuff matters and nobody else's matters. And I come along and I level set them and put it straight. This is what you're going to do because you have no choice. I can always leave. I don't need to work. I choose to work here because I want to help you guys, but I'm only going to do so much. Then I'll move to somebody else. In this actor's case, getting so upset, so frustrated over something that is really outside of his control. And does it really matter? And what is it about Russell Brand's podcast that's so enticing, so exciting that he gets offended when he's not invited to this? Why not go on The View? There have been men that went on The View. Why not go there? Why not go somewhere else? Because he's not called by those outlets either for the same reason. Nobody's calling him to go on these shows because to them, he's nobody. Well, there's two ways he can approach it. He can accept it, take the L, and just keep it moving, or he can practice what he preaches. Consider how he treats other people. Say, you know what? Since they're treating me like that, I'm going to commit not to be that way to each and every one of my X number of followers. I'm actually going to give them the time and attention and respond to their messages. The reason he doesn't do that is he's in a bubble himself. He doesn't recognize that he's just as bad as everybody else, which is why so many celebrities have a bad name now. Is it fair to say that many celebrities are harassed, harangued, bothered, sometimes attacked by nutcase fans? Absolutely, 100%. But to say that you can't even be arsed to respond to somebody who asks you a question on social media and there's you don't see a problem with that, it's not that you don't see it, you don't see outside of your own bubble. You're stuck in your own bubble, stuck in your own groove, and that's cool, you're free to do that, but then you lose the right to play victim when you do that. I thought I would share that story because chances are, 
if you have any sort of social media presence whatsoever and any sort of exposure to anyone that you would consider a celebrity, you've probably seen what I've seen, which is they'll completely ignore you and blow you off because of their level, because their follower counts in their mind put them on a different level to where they don't have to acknowledge the low-level person. They don't have to acknowledge the people that got them there. I acknowledge the very first person who got me to the level that I'm at. I refer to her as the director. I wrote a very extensive article that got a lot of praise about the director because without the director, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's why I am who I am now. Because I was pushed by a person who really didn't have to, who was the complete opposite of the kind of person you would expect to push a kid like me at the time. And I give her all the credit in the world. Others don't want to do that. But think about it. Which is better? Is it better to remember where you can not remember where you, where you grew up, but remember what was it that set you on a path to success? Who was it that pushed you in the right direction? Who truly was it that gave you the keys to the kingdom? Is that wrong to recognize those people? If you're a celebrity, it's pretty much every one of your fans. It's not your producer. It's not your manager. It's not the director. It's your fans. The people who decided to buy your movie or buy your music or somehow consume something you put out. They're the ones that got you where you are. And if you can't be bothered to give them the time of day, you lose the right to play victim when people above your pay grade treat you like just a nobody out in the street. Just saying. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.